got to do you, a tight 25. I just saw that clip of Bill O'Reilly the other night and it just made me so happy. I just love, love, love Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know another way to say it, but he has given me a lot of entertainment. In my, I mean, hasn't he been great to me? I, I promise you, I think people highly <laughs> underrate the entertainment value of Fox <laughs> News in general. But I mean, somebody well, I like mean, that. I mean, that Tucker Carlson. Inside edition. That's just this personality. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I don't care. Yeah. Politics is just what? That's nothing to do with that. I'm saying that personality was an anchor on Inside Edition, a show where he was pretending right. to be the person that everybody could re- relate to. And everybody's this yeah. asshole. But that may, it's just an intense person that is so fucking hilarious. Like, and that is so awesome. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, Andy's, yeah. of course, though, probably the worst person on earth. Yeah. But to me, I've just, it feels like he's it, it really given me a lot of smiles and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, I, <laughs> I promise you, it is amazing though that they, that uh, people don't understand that you have emotions and you control them, right? You actually own the emotions and you control them. And then you have people that can ignite those emotions for you. You can't, it's hard yeah. to, yeah. Get angry on your own unless you hurt your, you know, you hit your head or something like that. But it's hard to get really angry that's unless like other people music. cause it, right? That's yeah, why yeah. you like heavy music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you have anger. But that's still so. somebody else tapping into you have this yeah. well of emotions mm-hmm. and then you get to use them and then you safely are, uh, and then you're offended by it or something. No, you got to use it. It's okay to think Bill O'Reilly sucks and stupid. Yeah, okay. He's a terrible asshole. Uh, awful. The worst. Just think that and, but realize. My God, he did. But give he's me given something. me a lot. I know. <laughs> so I don't know much. another way to say it. But I know. I mean, and I don't need, but the, most people go, yeah. And that a lot of people also want to see him suffer or something like that. Yeah. But that's not, that's neither here nor there for me. I'm just saying that, that, that's a scape or that feels like scapegoating or something. Yeah. Like instead of just accepting that he's entertained you in some way, but now yeah. you're getting entertainment out of his, you hope he, bad stuff happened to him because he is bad and i agree he's bad right but to the the that's like the only way that some people can deal because they can't separate those two so they they have to get actual entertainment out of hoping other people do suffer and enjoying seeing that right that seems kind of screwed up but i mean in some sense if it yeah if something bad happens to him i see the appeal like he deserves it you know i get oh yeah 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 but i don't want that to actually be what i'm entertained by that's scary to me to think that i would really feel good about that what i'm saying is him just yelling fuck it we'll do it live or the thing on the teleprompter is on there the words are on there that intensity of that helps me i like that just to like i know he's being mean to his producer i don't you know what i mean but that's okay i don't know how to say that's okay with me i'm just watching it happen i'm not involved in it right but it does affect me in a way that I like that I don't think is bad that everybody yeah. likes that right, right. but well, I mean that yeah that's why people love roasts because it's funny and you crash on somebody you say something that cuts and it's based in truth and then you die laughing at it because you go wait I can laugh at this I can laugh at myself I can do but what but unless you clearly say this is comedy I'm trying to make people laugh uh-huh. then everybody's get, can get offended and mad and even when you do that it's, it's our I've been I mean, I really have been. Th- I don't want to talk about this today, but there is a shift in me that is happening right now. And, <laughs> and 
I don't know what I don't <laughs> know what deep. I don't know what to do. Well, it sucks because I have been a part of the problem, and now I go, uh oh. <laughs> I'm seeing. I don't want to talk about this. Let's talk about it on the big show. Oh man, okay, okay, fine. But I, I okay. really, but, really, but really, I'll just I'll really give you a, a te- I'll give a teaser yeah, about give what me it a is. Teaser. I uh, I think that this podcast and uh-huh. what is you know people that we've been around and things we've said and other and what is happening now the i'm I'm talking about church trauma is i i'm on the other side now when i might pull for churches (laughs) not not pull for churches but this probably you probably didn't think this is where i was going with it but no no i'm curious i'm seeing a ton of people talk about church trauma now and if i have to be honest is a it's a lot of white people hopping on some Uh kind of trauma train uh-huh. A trauma train where they didn't give a shit about the church. But it, you remember 10 years ago, people go, yeah, that church sucks. God, they were fucking awesome. Let me tell you this church, man. I went there and they did this. Golly, I got the hell out of there. And now it's like we're carrying it for our entire life. Like we were, you know, enslaved or like something. Like, like, well, they, yeah. I mean, they're, so they're I mean, people are calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you had to yeah. live, like you had to live with the rest of your life. And, like and it's I mean, your identity. Right. Right. And, yeah. and I mean, like, and uh-huh. it's, and, I, like you're I, sur- basically I your whole fundamental disposition from now on because you went to church is survivor. Yes. And I think that's completely unfair to people who are survivors of all the, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, and it, and it's a way to actually avoid real problems. Not, not, not that it's but, not a real, but, but, I, I, hold on, but hold on, certain let me clarify. individuals though. I know, but let me clarify. I believe there is a such thing as church trauma. I think that it's a certain individuals. I, I think there, completely... I believe totally church. There's been church abuse by far. I think there's really bad stuff that's happened. You know, and I think that like the fall of Mars Hill was really bad, even for me and you and stuff like that. But I don't but I, I'm seeing more and more people talk about like, yeah, like carrying it for the rest of their life and they'll always be there. And, and it it just it taps into something that I don't I don't think is is healthy. And I think it, it actually uh, uh, hurts yeah, sure. other victims and people who have gone through really, really bad, terrible. Like, but would you even, rather would you rather have gotten screwed over at Mars Hill or be in the Ukraine right now? Right. But I mean, like, you know what I mean? Right, but the individuals that get screwed over the most by church trauma, that though that those extreme cases are as bad as anything that can happen to people. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yeah, like but it's that, not but, that yeah. but you're saying the uh, that that which is that's what I'm saying the 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 craziest stories and and first of all, the most disturbing part and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just that's saying fine. there's a different thing here. Before I fully agree, go further, fully agree with you. There's a lot of people in the church world now who are internalized, living terrible situations. They're participating in the still traumatization of themselves. I I mean, I think Joey is that, for instance. Like he has been harmed greatly by the concept of hell in a way that yes has extreme. I have too. You're right. Yes, and 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 currently is still is not you know escaping that really isn't. Like he's not even church trauma because he's not even he's not even aware of aware it. Of right it, yeah right. yeah and then some people that are out on the other side ha- live some you know have been devastated killed themselves just ne- never even at all right. like that's what I'm saying ever be a, it's like yeah. same as coming home it's no different than people that come back from a war and they have PTSD and they just don't have a shot at having a normal life right. so that definitely exists but I'm saying going to war very with PTSD is is different than the majority of church trauma. I, yeah, yeah, the majority. That's what I'm people, saying. The, yeah. the majority of church trauma is it was a really bad experience, kind of sucked, and I have some things that I need to focus on. And but 
it feels hope. I, maybe I should phrase it this way. I don't want to diminish what trauma is to people and what they've felt. I, trauma is such a strong word, though. I think it's it, it, and like when you think about trauma in a car wreck or you think about trauma in you know, trauma from war or, you know, families being torn apart, murder, death, all these things. I'm saying the thing that I what I'm starting to feel uh, a pushback against is the amount of people who are talking about trauma and they were just a worship pastor at a church. and They were like, man, they were mean to me. Yeah. And I, I mean, got church. They're, they're not talking necessarily about sure. the concept of yeah. hell and, and the deeper meaning they're talking about. And, and, and it Shall, feels like very latching, shallow, but right, yeah. and it feels like latching on to something as a, so you get some victimhood as right. opposed to really trying to deal with it and improve. So I, of course I'm one, you're exactly right. There's been unbelievable abuse and church trauma. I agree with that. And I would, I wish we could let those people uh, help help those people instead of everybody going, yeah, man, I know what you but mean. The the, so I, the words I'd put on that is that the shallow, the shallowest versions of it yeah. are able to simply claim it as identity. It goes, right. it becomes identity. Right. And it's available to anybody because no fucking body can defend it because everybody's right. got their fingers up to churches. Right. Like it is their time to pay the price. Right. <laughs> and so yes. it's, it's all comers. Right. Like you could just claim everybody. it. Everybody. Because nobody's going to defend it because everybody knows the church it deserves every bit they got coming for what I they've know. done for 2,000 years. I know, so, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's I've time to pay the piper like, here. Uh, and I've so, any post- the shallowest thing get to claim the most deepest. And so, that's a horrible that You know, that's bad. It doesn't serve those people well to do that, to, to jump into yeah. that. Because, because it, there's some people that screwed up their fundamental identity as a functional human. Right. But to say a lot, the, the bucket is very, very wide because there's no defense for it. Just a, right. it's a complete. That's uh, what I'm scapegoat. saying. People, people just going, yeah, hand in hand now with my atheist brothers and sisters standing against this institution. So, you know, and I'm like the, the church mostly, too, is the people. So, of course, we've talked about it. And but I think in some ways, I wish I would have articulated more uh, it, or, or just been better about my critique and I, and I mean, that's what people even said to us. And maybe they were right. I think the church, too, always is going to defend itself. So I think in some ways we did some really good. And then in some ways I, I do think back now, I'm like, man, I wish we could have set up a way that people didn't feel like, oh, yeah, now I'm just going to live in trauma. You know what I mean? Like, is there is there it, will there be relief or healing or maybe, maybe it's just maybe we're just here right now and it'll change. But I just I'm the more posts I see of people, I'm like, what was the what was the thing that you did? It, you know, like it, I wish it, it's not. I mean. Obviously, we know pastors, you know, uh, sleep with a bunch of people or there's weird money stuff or there's pressure to like me. I was taught that you have to speak in tongues to be a Christian and all, you know, all these things. But I, I don't know if our identity should become become that when also because I feel like that's the same thing the church does. Then it's like we well, can't do anything about it now. So you just got to live with it or something or, or and it takes your focus off people who are actually in hurting right now. You know I mean, the more you focus on yourself, the less you help the rest of the world. Which is the, the the that is exactly what the if there's any truth in the Bible, it's the more you give up yourself, the more you actually heal everybody and yourself. The more you you know, but it, once you start holding on to that, and it like you said, it's your identity, yeah. then it's really hard trouble, to ever yeah. pull it apart or heal from it. So you say when you look back at the old uh, podcast stuff, you that makes you feel different about even what we were doing. Well, I think that we did it and uh, as a response to we we I actually think that our podcast is groundbreaking in that we did push back against church in a way that nobody had at that time. 
I mean, in, in a way that we were trying to even still, I was working at a church. You know what I mean? I was I know, working at I church know. and, and saying cool. this stuff. Yeah, and I the, thought the, the height yeah. of the absurdity is that that could ever like, yeah. all we're here to do is prove the absurdity of the reality upon you that people that work at churches could do that. What we do. Right. <laughs> like we're just pointing out, not, this is the landscape allows for this to happen. Right. That's insane. That we. I don't exist. want to talk about this anymore. We'll talk about it with Devin. Or <laughs> but anyway, I just, I, you I finally just, admit I, that you're a grifter basically. And maybe I am. Finally, maybe I always yeah, have been. I, I, I didn't realize I, it wasn't an intentional grifter. <laughs> I, everything I said at the time is true, but that's what I'm saying. Everything I said, it, that's what everybody has to understand. You change. <laughs> five years. Uh, this is five years later. Five years ago, when I was saying that stuff, I thought homosexuality is a sin. Those people might be going to hell. I didn't want to say they definitely going to hell, but I was like, uh, you know, uh, you know. And now I'm changed, and I think that that guy was just wrong. <laughs> but I had to. Be, at least I was, I'm trying to get better and, and go, wait, let me write some wrongs or think some stuff. So I, I, I'm not defending church. I'm, I'm not defending the institution. That's not what necessarily what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying they're, they're just getting the brunt of it now. Like everybody, you know, like you said, the whole, there's a Time wave of, of trauma coming and it was, you know, they didn't get to, you know, do the Sunday school like they wanted to. And you're <laughs> like, well, I don't know if that's trauma. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, that's all I'm saying. People are real quick to jump on that now. And it's, and it, you're right. It's, it's easy to lump yourself in there and I don't want real victims and people who are suffering like serious trauma to just get lumped in with us. So then they don't get real help or resources. Then it's taken up by everybody else's post uh, care and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, does that mean that the next prediction of that would be that there'll be a re solidification of what's good about like the church is going to burn itself up and then what's left will actually be fucking pretty awesome yeah like possibly. a phoenix rising out of the ashes yeah yeah I like think there's that a possibility possible. that it's like because you know if i get the distance from it already to me it's like well i can really i mean the church there's so many things about it not that the not the doctor dogma stuff but the like it, the social structures or the ability to create the space for youth group yeah. or what are these play, alternate safe spaces for people that are maybe outsider-ish uh, i mean that's been right. important for me Right. That's been very, very important to me. And if you look at the Bible and the wisdom in that text. Right. Is that ain't going out of style. I mean, I believe every bit of the wisdom in the Bible. Like I, that's right. like always like I can deeply pull from the wisdom text of it now versus the, what am I supposed to be doing today? Part of it. Right. So it's like the Bible feels better than ever. So if it, you know what I mean? It's like we're in this, maybe this process, that means there might be some goodness of church to restructure in a, the very not, you know we thought maybe we'll fix church or like you'll just re, you re, but you don't it's just there's a burn off and then a new something right. so you be you think there's a possibility that church could actually become good again after the yeah bad, i do bad but days. yeah but but if we are if you and i are this dumb and that we uh -huh. you know we all the things we've said up in this point we we changed our thoughts and all this stuff so right now we're wrong too right Oh yeah, and and five years from now we'll be wrong about something else that hopefully Ooh, yeah. change. So real so bad. So we have a great track record of being wrong <laughs> all the time, right? Mm -hmm. My biggest fear now is what you are saying is that church is going to be maybe even more important than it's ever been a yeah. few years from now, right? Ooh, and you that's and not you, good guess sounding, what? Is it? Guess what? You and I are going to do. <laughs> 
Pastor Toby and Matt. I mean, the new church. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get pulled into that? We're like, hey, you know what? If you this don't want. I mean, it doesn't church sound like pleasant. It, it doesn't sound pleasant, is what I'm saying. I, but does that make sense? Right like, now, if the church but is going to be then, needed again. Five years from now, t- ten years from now. I'm just saying, if the church is needed again to where I want, I'm interested. Then that's probably those are probably tough times. Oh yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. saying? Yeah, yeah, it, yes. I agree, but that but also you might feel a guess what you will feel a calling. Uh, yeah, I, it, I know it will be I, real. I, I know, I know. You don't have to tell me. I, I know. I that. don't want that. I don't want. I mean, I, I actually think so. Hopefully, God will kill me. I'll, I'll <laughs> die. I'll drink myself to death. Something. I don't know. Hopefully, that's the plan here because I don't. I don't need to be involved in that. I'm too stupid, too you evil, don't want and it. bad. And you do not I, want you know, it. I, yeah. So I'm, I might just go ahead and start cheating on Jess now. Or to just you I got I, I to do, do enough bad to do. not let anybody. Disqualified. You know, I got to be disqualified completely. <laughs> it was, I was very worried, embarrassed. So, where we live is uh, very diverse and multicultural. And I love that part. It's hilarious that I live in the middle of Illinois, farm fields all around. But because the school, uh, University of Illinois, is, has like the highest Asian population, I think of any school in America, I believe. Um, and then uh, just really diverse town we live in. It's just really neat. I actually, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, how diverse this town is and i love it and i think it's really cool and uh i mean uh, you know and that uh, uh so we had june's birthday party last week and um one of june's friends her dad is from nigeria and he you know he had the uh, nigerian accent i can't do it i'm not even gonna do it but uh he said uh he said and i want you to know <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do it um i saw you I saw that you have a program and our family is going to watch it. God bless you. God bless you. And he was like, I mean, he's like the most kindest, nicest man who had come from Nigeria, has his family here. Mm-hmm. They're invested in this community. He came to our daughter's uh, birthday party. Like he, in the email he wrote me, we are so honored that you would invite my, my daughter to you. And I was like, man, this, I mean, such a nice person. Just, and I was like, oh no, he's going to go. What was he going to first show? One of the big shows. Where we're dying laughing, high yeah. as hell, you know. What else are they? <laughs> what, find? I, I mean, I was what like, do you, what, what do you wish in that situation the person would find? What other person on earth did you, would you really hope he encountered when he checked out I, your podcast? I just wish there was like maybe he could find one of the episodes with somebody, you know, like uh, the what, what, Paul, what's his face for the wrote the shack or you know, so, yeah. or uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, we had somebody nice on the, the old fellow from Texas, yeah, yeah, Walt yeah. Shelton. Walt yeah. Shelton. That's the one. That's the one I got to send to people. If, it, yeah, just, that, if my wholesome, grandma were able nice. to hear a podcast oh. in heaven, I want her to hear Walt, Walt Shelton. I know. <laughs> she, <laughs> you can listen to one. I'm always gonna. I got to find the number of that one and send that to. I'll always send that to people. Go listen. This is this is an episode that really describes what this podcast is. Because otherwise, <laughs> almost every other episode is, is rough. What, it's uh, rough in but, the Christian you know, world. My my worry is that our normal impulse would be something like to have a crude or intro on episode like that. Do you remember what the probably so. was? Typically, we typically do th- like cut it back. I like, bet it was bad. You know what I'm saying? We tend yeah. to do that. Yeah, gotta, like dummies. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started with, all right, what the fuck is it, up? It's just you have to. It has to balance. You have to balance things. That's, that used to be one of my to. favorite things that I did is i would start the put because at first we didn't cuss really on the podcast very loose we might say damn or hell you know and then we started sliding in shit and then eventually yeah if you go back the first i don't remember i think so i mean we were way more careful we were not saying fuck for sure and then probably (laughs) after the first six months or a year i I, 
You're right. No, you because you had that. a rule or you, it was either you or y'all had agreed. You said, Toby, we let's at least don't cuss in the first like five or 10 minutes of the show. So these Sounds people right. come, <laughs> these people coming in, but we were, and I loved it because I started <laughs> between Joel Osteen and Stephen Furtick and Mark Driscoll. Like it was in the charts, like, uh, like Mark, it was above Mark Driscoll and he would look at it. If you would listen to it, uh, it would say, I mean, we were, that was the, that was where the podcast was. That was its You're environment. Right. It was I one know. of those pod, like the rest of the world would have yes. said, what's happening in Christianity? Well, you know, yeah. there's. This Mark Driscoll guy, there's that Joel Osteen guy, there's Matt and Toby, you know, yeah. the Christian, whatever's going on. I don't know, check podcasting, see what Christianity's up, evangelical Christianity's up to. That's what you would have found that day, the aliens. Yep. <laughs> so, so it seemed like, it, yeah, what, you know, so I guess we were warming up to being able to cuss in that environment, but that was the exact boundary we were going But I, I started cussing right at the beginning. I, I started saying, like, <laughs> what the fuck is up? And if, if, if yeah, well, it really was uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But yeah, it was like, like no, it didn't make me spiritually uncomfortable. It. it made me demographically uncomfortable. Yeah. You now it's I mean? funny. People get mad that we bleep Lunsford, but we bleep it because it's that now it is funny to bleep it. We bleep Luntzer because it's hilarious to bleep it. Like he said something so horrific. And sometimes he does. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. We had to keep a boundary where we're bleeping him when it's not horrific. So, But now Luntzer does it to us, which I have to really respect him for. He he says stuff to make us uncomfortable. Like, oh, no, he doesn't like, have to uh, do that. He knows that we will. He knows I will go, come on. Oh, it kills you know? the vibe. It's not. Yeah, it kills the Yeah. But it, that in itself is hilarious that he would have the balls to do that. Or yeah, it's like daring. It. Yeah, like, it's, it's a threat. It's yes. like, you want me to kill the vibe? Keep keep censoring me. I will fuck your vibe up is what the threat. We have <laughs> a, that, I promise you, I love it. No matter what, I never, I don't, I've never looked like a punk. I've always had neater hair. I've always looked like a, just a white middle-class dude. But I know I'm a fucking punk. Like, I, like, we brought on Lunsford and nobody likes him. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me so it makes me love him yeah, i know and i, I know. and it might cost me our podcast or our job but that fuck you if you can't understand lunsford then don't fucking listen i, I don't give a shit i'm not gonna give a shit and call you because it's funny because i think it's funny i want people to feel uncomfortable and be a little moved or, or have to think or go well lunsford's wrong here and also the the most hilarious thing we, i think we've even talked about on the show i promise you any listener to our podcast, if they went to dinner with Devin by themselves, me by themselves, you by yourself or Lunsford, they would love Lunsford. They would have the best time. He is way, probably more sociable and outgoing. I'm, I'm probably the least outgoing now. Devin's probably second. Devin's nice, but you know, uh, but Lunsford knows a ton about food and life and uh, all kinds of things and would have a great conversation. You would actually really like him, but because he says what he says when he wants to say it, even if he's joking, most of the time he is joking. Then you just can't, you know, people are like, fuck that guy. Fuck. Yeah, he just hits, but he, it's, uh, I mean, he just hits. And he knows it. And he wants to, he knows his sweet spot. Well, if you, (laughs) if you are labeled as something, okay, maybe this is what the punk attitude comes from. And what is saying fuck on our, we shouldn't have done it. If we wanted more success, we would not cuss in the first 10 minutes. That's why we had the idea, but we can't not do it because that would mean it's not real. It means somebody else is in charge of you is what I it means. Some, I wanted some fucking Christian to be pissed off that I would say the fuck word. Yeah. And and that can't be Cause, Christian. Because otherwise, to, they're the here. one deciding how you act. And that doesn't right. work for me. 
It doesn't. So yes. I, I mean, I, it does work for me if it's like really forced, and I don't have a good relationship with people that want to force me to be, act a certain way. Right. So I have to push that boundary. But if that makes me punk, okay. Right. I mean, I have to push that boundary. I always will. I know. Push that, or else it's I not real. Not help it. Yeah. So yeah, and everybody controlled. Yeah, everybody has that. But like, if you're somebody like Lunsford or any other person, tons of people have these personality quirks where. Maybe you just look away or you have that type of face. Like, that doesn't mean anything, right? But people take you a certain way. Maybe if it's even for being a super hot girl. Like, people just assume you're dumb or whatever. Like, yeah. there's some label that people put on you that you hit fit to them before they know you or just because it makes you an easy category. And you know that you can't escape that. Like, yeah. Lunsford doesn't have the ability to – he knows he couldn't just act slightly different and then not have people feel that way. I'm sure he's right. always made people – feel the way that they label him by the way his personality fits. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to figure out how to make this work then. Right. And he has. Yeah. And that's really cool. But he's, he's figured out how to be like a George, like he compares himself to George Costanza. Like he identifies. If you're George Costanza, you can't go, you can't be Jerry. Right. You can't be, you can't be Jerry. You have to figure out how to own being George. Yep. And you know, you have to figure out how to own it. That's the that's the all the only move there is, right? I mean, people are yeah, going to let you yeah. not be what they th- think you are because you'll never change them. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're always going to think you're whatever stupid thing they think of you immediately before they really know. So if right. you get a label put on you or you fit a pocket, then okay, you just have to deal with that. Then you got to own it, make it work for you. <laughs> that's so funny. And some right. people have it easier than others. Like the difference in Micah and Lunsford. The, the, can you believe yeah. that contrast? Oh, I know. Same job, but yeah. think about their interfaces with society, like right. how different they get treated automatically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it. yes. I mean, just automatically. Everybody will love Micah immediately upon meeting him, and he will welcome them and, and entertain them and like them and talk and all this stuff. And Lunster's the, the George Costanza uglier, yes. worse. <laughs> You know, he's the Danny DeVito with Arnold Schwarzenegger twin thing. Yeah, but you love Danny DeVito. Right. I mean, you Danny love DeVito. it. You love it. It's right. not bad. It's just you. The only way the other only way Arnold exists is with Danny DeVito in a yeah. way. You know, he's that cool because of somebody like Danny so, DeVito. So Micah and Lunsford are the twins of podcasting like Danny DeVito yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's actually a good they, po- they they're do the a podcast. They should podcast twins. Yeah, yeah, but they're the same. They it, Out of the whole world, they're like. Like, if you just think about the world, those two guys have the almost identical life, almost identical right. life, profession, set of beliefs, thoughts. Yep. Uh, like, there's nobody more similar on earth. Like, that's a very, very narrow set of people. They're both same year, same era, professional band member in the Christian space, blah, 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 blah. Like, and if we hang out with them, those would just be like the two people we like hanging out with almost the most. Right. They're the same. Right, but they're the way they get treated creates these feedback loops that amplify certain <laughs> characteristics, and they're so fucking opposite. And that's not right, their choice. Think, yeah, people that's their think adaptation. That they're the opposite. I know people think they're the opposite, <laughs> but they're the identical. Right. It's just that that, but those amplifications of those characteristics by the it's just it's unbelievable. Right. Right. You know that's my world. Those are extremes in my world. It's <laughs> for Micah. All right, y'all have a good weekend. Uh, we'll talk more.